Hi, and welcome or welcome back to the Kellevate podcast. My name is Kelly, and this episode is going to be another body topic. Um, <laughs> a lot of these podcast episodes are probably going to be somehow relating to my experiences through healing my relationship with my body and in turn healing my relationship with food and exercise and all the things that I have used as a vehicle to manipulate the size and the shape of my body to repress or continue repressing a lot of the body trauma that I had as a child. And so with that caveat, (laughs) you can probably tune in to the underlying tone that these episode topics might be a little bit heavy. And with that, I appreciate anybody who is willing to bear with me through the heaviness and just bear with me as I navigate through these topics because, I mean, I don't really plan these episodes. I kind of just start recording and talking um, with some idea in mind for where I want to go with it. And so far, it's working out for me. And at the same time, I can just feel already that there is just an undertone of resistance when it comes to sharing the inner workings of my mind around my body acceptance journey. I hate the word journey, but I use it so much. It just sounds so ridiculous to me, but I'm just going to continue to use it because I haven't come up with a better word yet. So my body acceptance journey Um, and the reason why that is so heavy and why I have so much resistance to it is because shame thrives in secret and shame is the undertone of my relationship with my body and has been for as long as I can remember. And so in a big way, using this platform to share my experiences through this is actually very, very healing for me. And I can feel really tremendous shifts already just through the few episodes I have recorded that have included details about my relationship with my body. And at the same time, I can feel a lot of my protection patterns (laughs) kick into overdrive when it comes to sharing this stuff with people, because there is a lot of shame there. So with that said, um, I want to share some of my insights and breakthroughs around food freedom 
and body freedom and how I had been operating under the misunderstanding that those two things cannot coexist simultaneously. And before I get into the details of that, I feel like it's important for me to define what I mean by food freedom and body freedom, because those are terms that I think get thrown around quite often in the space that I'm in, but you might have never heard of those terms before. And if not, I don't blame you. And also, I'm sure the people that do use those terms all have different definitions for what they mean. So to me, food freedom really just means navigating my food choices without any external rules or boundaries. So making food choices without calories or time or food quality impacting the choices that I'm making, especially for any reasons related to controlling the size or shape of my body. And then body freedom, I guess, is more so tied up in body acceptance, body positivity, or body neutrality, confidence. Really what I mean by it is just feeling safe in my body, feeling secure in my body. And for the longest time, I would kind of flip-flop in between which of those things I was prioritizing. And because I didn't think that those two things could coexist simultaneously, when I would prioritize one, it was at the expense of the other. And so my first tiptoe into the waters of food freedom happened after my last bodybuilding competition in the summer of 2016, I believe. It could have been 2017, but it really doesn't matter, so I'm not going to fact check. <laughs> um, it was after I could no longer ignore the horrible consequences that my relationship with food was having on my relationships with the people that were close to me, my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, really just everything, my ability to focus in school, and therefore the impact that that was potentially going to have on my future career. And so I decided in a single moment to impulsively abandon my fitness pal, which is what I was primarily using as a tool to 
govern my food choices at the time, determining how I was eating based on if it would fit into a preconceived arbitrary set of numbers like calories, fats, protein, and carbs. And in that moment, when I decided to abandon and delete my fitness pal off of my phone, it was the first time ever since I began my, here comes that word again, (laughs) fitness journey that I was going to be eating without rules. And I woke up the next day feeling like a ton of bricks had been lifted from my entire being because I had been living my life completely ruled by food rules for about three years at that point and literally determining my entire life around the food choices that I was making. (laughs) And I don't say that lightly. It was truly that my entire life revolved around my diet choices up until that point. And it felt really, really fucking good. (laughs) It felt really good for, I would say, a month, maybe. And then I started to become more and more hyper aware of my body. And I had already been very hyper aware of my body because bodybuilding (laughs) kind of just normalizes body checking in the mirror several times a day and witnessing the impact that every single move that you make inside of your lifestyle choices from food to exercise to literally everything the impact that those things has on your body is just totally normalized to obsess over your body in that way and so That was just my conditioning. That was my operating system at that point. But taking into consideration that and the fact that I was eating freely for the first time in three years, knowing that I was in turn eating more than I was when I was eating based on a list of rules and guidelines, I was becoming more paranoid over the changes that my body were going to undergo through that change to my diet. And when I made that choice to abandon food rules and delete my fitness pal off my phone, even though I didn't fully admit it, that choice was very conditional. 
it was conditional on whether or not my body was going to stay within a certain set point that I didn't even really define for myself, which probably made it worse because my food freedom was dependent on my body looking a certain way, but I didn't really know what way. And so I was constantly living in a little bit of a state of anxiety over if and when my body was going to stretch outside of that undefined territory. And one day I decided that it did stretch outside that territory. And with that came adopting a new set of rules and following new guidelines to determine how I was governing my food choices from that point forward. And those new food guidelines that I had adopted felt like they were okay. They were very easily justified to myself because they weren't nearly as restrictive as the ones I had been following previously when I was more so in the bodybuilding space. And so it felt like it was just me being healthy, especially considering that I was in school to be a personal trainer at the time and soon going to be starting my career in the fitness industry, it was really easy to justify to myself and even normalize living my life based on a set of food rules. And then from there, that cycle just continued to perpetuate itself in different ways where I would prioritize my body freedom or body security over my food freedom until I got sick of it, until I couldn't ignore the negative impact that prioritizing my body acceptance and security over my food freedom was having on my relationships, my mental, emotional, physical health, my career, my everything. And then I would flip-flop and prioritize food freedom again, but it was always conditional again, an undefined guideline for what size and shape of my body I would be okay with while eating with food freedom. And that was dangerous territory again because it was undefined and that meant that something as simple as a bad body image day or a string of bad body image days 
would change my perception of my body enough to where it felt like an emergency, something that I needed to immediately fix by latching on to another set of food rules, which were always different. They were always different in the way that I was able to justify that they were healthy, that they were okay, because they weren't as restrictive as previous times that I was following certain nutrition guidelines that eventually led to me having a very unhealthy mind-body relationship, blah, 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 blah. I keep repeating myself, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to make this as clear as possible, but it's just a big jumble of things in my head. Um, so I appreciate you bearing with me through all of this as I one, one by one pull the strings out of this giant kerfuffle in my brain. <laughs> so flash forward... 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. Five to six years of that flip-flopping back and forth between prioritizing food freedom and prioritizing my body security. Until August of last year, where... I had yet again come to an unignorable point in my life where the food restrictions, rules, guidelines that I was governing my food choices on were having a really negative impact on me. And this time felt different. It felt different for a lot of reasons, but it became really fucking obvious to me that I was never going to be okay if I kept letting myself cycle through the same back and forth between prioritizing my body and prioritizing food freedom. I couldn't keep living based on these conditions anymore. My body was becoming very sick. My mental and emotional health was taking yet another rapid downturn. And it just felt impossible to bargain with myself in the same way that I had before. It felt impossible to flip-flop back into conditional food freedom. I was just exhausted. And so 
August of 2021 was the first time in my life that I committed to food freedom that was completely unconditional. And what that meant is that I was going to completely abandon and actively reject any and all food rules. And not turn back no matter what happened to my body. And that was extremely terrifying. (laughs) But I really felt like I had no choice at this point. And that single decision was probably the most impactful decision I have ever made for myself in my entire life. I honestly attribute a lot of things to that decision. Things that anybody would see as not really related at all, but in my heart, I can find some connections between me making that decision and me selling my house and moving across the country, me starting to solo travel, me finally starting to thrive inside of my business after struggling for several years to grow my business, me being able to support and serve my clients in such a deeply fulfilling and impactful way, opportunities presenting themselves inside of my career that have totally change the trajectory of my career in ways that I never thought were possible but are totally and completely just so fulfilling and exhilarating and aligned. Even me starting this podcast. (laughs) So I'm very grateful for past me for making that decision to choose unconditional food freedom. But when I made that decision, it kind of meant that I was going to have to be okay with not being okay with my body. And there was truth to that because after, you know, that first month that I committed to this, that first month felt amazing because my body hadn't changed yet. I was still kind of riding on 
the body composition and size that I had when I was controlling my eating. And riding that body shape and shape and size, sorry, while eating with food freedom um, felt really good. And then my body started to change inevitably. And usually that would be the time where I would flip flop, right? But I knew that I couldn't do it this time. And so I kept doing what I was doing. And I witnessed the patterns in me that were gripping so damn hard to any sense of control I could have over my food and therefore my body. I witnessed them, but I didn't act on them, which was a very interesting experience that I don't really think I could put into words if I'm being completely honest. I witnessed those patterns get louder and angrier and more scared. And then I just held space for them inside of me without letting them dictate my actions. And about December of 2021, so six months from when I am recording this episode, I couldn't fit into my clothes anymore. And that was the first time that I had experienced that because I never let it get that far. I always would flip-flop back to control before my body changed to that extent. And I just remember sitting on the floor of my room going through my suitcase of clothes because I had just moved across the country, trying them on, looking at myself in the mirror with pants stuck halfway up my thighs, and feeling like I was split in two. There was a part of me that was completely horrified. And then there was a part of me that had so much love and compassion for the part of me that was horrified. 
and I just felt like I was holding her. Comforting her. Letting her know that she was okay. And that was a very um, I don't think there's a word <laughs> to describe that experience. Um, but I'm very proud of myself for that because I know had I been in that exact same position prior to that, I would have done literally anything to change my body in that moment. And by anything, I mean at the expense of my physical health, my mental and emotional health, everything that I could deem as important to me would have been easily sacrificed so that I could avoid feeling that pain. And instead of avoiding that pain, I held it. I comforted it, and I loved it. And ever since then, um, it's been not just sunshines and rainbows, I will admit. I have had a lot of moments where I questioned whether the discomfort I felt in my body was worth what I was doing. And I would notice a lot of justifications come up. <laughs> for why it was okay, or why it could be okay for me to indulge in more dietary restriction. But I never did. And I can honestly sit here, or I guess lay here, <laughs> because I'm literally laying in my bed while I record this and say that the moments that I've had over the last several months where I believed that feeling so fucking uncomfortable and insecure in my body was just going to have to be my reality forever if I don't do anything to change my body. 
that I was going to have bad body image days every day for the rest of my life. I can see that my actionable acceptance of that as a possibility and by actionable acceptance, that's a weird word, but what I meant by that is that I accepted it in that I didn't take action to go against that possibility. Um, so my actions were the acceptance of it and therefore I had to come to a place of internal acceptance of that as a possibility was the thing that I think actually set me free of that because yeah I still have body insecurities and I still have bad body image moments or days, or even weeks. But it's not a permanent state of being for me. And I'm noticing more and more just how much my perception of my body fluctuates to the extent of which it literally could not be related to my body physically changing. <laughs> because it could literally happen in a matter of minutes where I can either go from absolutely hating everything that I see in the mirror to absolutely loving it and vice versa. And so my relationship with my body has changed a lot inside of that because I'm able to separate my perception of my body from how safe and secure I feel inside my body because I know that my perception of my body literally cannot be based in reality <laughs> at this point. And to me, that's actual body freedom. The food freedom and the body freedom that I had flip-flopped back and forth between for several, year, several years was not actual freedom because freedom can't be conditional. I only felt free in my body if it didn't change. But I'm only free if my body doesn't change is not real freedom. Real freedom is my body being free to change. And that is such a incredible gift that I've been able to give myself. And it's completely changed my life. 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> And with that said, I am moving on to the portion of this episode where I pull a tarot or oracle card and just see how I can 
add to the episode topic and relate the card to the episode topic. Scorpio. Go deeper, it says. Mm-hmm. You're regaining control of a situation that cut deep. You've moved through your fears. It can now see where this issue has come from. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. How accurate that first, those two sentences were already. Okay, here we go. Now isn't the time to gloss over the facts. Rather, it's time for you to face your darkest concerns. I'm sorry. I'm just getting a lot of brain, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, brain activity around this. Your situation may need to crumble before it can be renewed. Magic is called for. It's crucial to stay strong now. Sexually, it's time to reach for true communion with your partner. Financially, this is a blessed time to work with someone on a joint venture. It's time to release a grudge. This card is especially a good sign for matters related to sex, money, or an obsession You've been grappling with an obsession, it says. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, to me, it's very obvious how that applies to my experience of the topic today, but that's because I'm very well um, related to the topic at hand today, and there's a lot in there that is totally wrapped up in my journey to body acceptance and food freedom. Um, let me try to gather my thoughts into words here. You're regaining control of a situation that cut deep. You've moved through the fears and can now see where this issue has come from. When I was flip-flopping, both actions were dictated by fear. I would flip-flop to prioritizing my food freedom over my body security because I was afraid of the continued consequences of 
dictating my life and my food choices based on a set of rules. But then when I would flip-flop back to those food rules, that decision was dictated by fear of what would happen if my body continued to change, what I would have to feel if my body continued to change. And when I made the final decision to dive into the deep end of unconditional food freedom, it wasn't a decision based in fear because I was able to clearly see how all of my previous decisions being rooted in fear had not served me. It says, now isn't the time to gloss over the facts, but rather it's time for you to face your darkest concerns and go deeper. And boy, did I ever face those darkest concerns and go deeper. And I could never put into words what some of those dark experiences had been over the last several months where I witnessed my deepest, darkest wounds around my body bubble up to the surface. There were moments where I just sobbed for hours, actually. I would just sob in so much emotional pain. Not just because I was feeling insecure in my body. That might have been what triggered it. But the continued sobbing really just felt like a purging of all of the repressed trauma and shame related to my body. And it was both dark and very enlightening. <laughs> at the same time. Your situation may need to crumble before it can be renewed. Well, honestly, I can say that over the last several months, I have had both the worst body image days of my adult life and the best body image days of my entire life. And I think that 
the latter could not have ever existed, even as a possibility, without my willingness to experience the former. And with that said, <laughs> I am going to end the episode there. I appreciate you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me ramble. That is crazy to me. I hope you have the absolute best day of your life so far. And I look forward to connecting with you over my next breakthrough.